WMUL-FM, Huntington. This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this June 7th, 2022. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Mattawa. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, higher gas prices hurt pockets, make small dent in emissions. All on your only daily source from Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 87 degrees. And now on to our top story. The U.S. dollar has been surging so much that it's nearly equal in value to the euro for the first time in 20 years. That trend, though, threatens to hurt American companies because their goods become more expensive for foreign buyers. If U.S. exports were to weaken as a result, so too would the already slowing U.S. economy. Yet there's a positive side for Americans, too. A stronger buck provides modest relief from runaway inflation because the goods that are imported to the U.S., from cars and computers to toys and medical equipment, become less expensive. A strengthening dollar also delivers bargains to American tourists sightseeing in Europe. President Biden's climate agenda has been stemmed by Congress and the Supreme Court. But one thing the president doesn't like is actually causing emissions of heat-trapping gases to drop. High gas prices, even as gas prices finally slip below $5 a gallon, many people are cutting back on driving just a bit. But not everyone can. Federal data shows that June gas sales are 5% below the same time in 2019, and spring miles driven are down 6%. Experts say high gas prices hurt people's pocketbooks and Biden politically, but only nibble at the climate problem. Flooding that devastated Yellowstone National Park last month has generated calls from weather reports for changes to the way the government issues weather forecasts as extreme weather becomes more frequent. Government forecasters warned of rising Yellowstone rivers but failed to predict the calamitous June flooding that happened in the park and in neighboring Montana areas. Experts say forecasting models based on historical records have become outdated as climate change bakes the planet. A National Weather Service meteorologist says officials were flying blind as river levels rose with no way to predict where the impacts would be. Hundreds of homes were damaged, but no lives lost in the Yellowstone floods. Illinois' quote, red flag, unquote, law could have stopped the suspect in the Independence Day parade shooting from buying a gun or at least delayed the purchase of the weapon. He's accused of using to kill seven people and wound dozens. Police in Highland Park were called twice to the home of Robert Cremo III in 2019, once after he tried to commit suicide, and again when he allegedly threatened to, quote, kill everyone, unquote, in his family. On either occasion, they could have sought a restraining order to prevent Cremo from buying guns for up to six months. Instead, Illinois State Police approved Cremo for a gun permit just four months later. More Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week, and while layoffs remain low, it's the fifth straight week claims have topped the 230,000 mark. Applications for jobless aid for the week ending July 2nd rose to 235,000, up 4,000 from the previous week. 
The Labor Department reported today first-time applications generally track with the number of layoffs. Until early June, claims hadn't eclipsed 220,000 since January and have often been below 200,000 this year. Yesterday, the Labor Department reported that U.S. employers advertised fewer jobs in May amid signs that the economy is weakening, though the overall demand for workers remains strong. Coming up, stray bullet enters home, kills woman sitting on couch. That and more news from across Tri-State when News Center 88 returns right after this. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with the combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Hey kids, Ramy Tolliver here to show you how to concoct the perfect radio station in your very own dorm room. Alright, you want to start your week out right on Mondays with two tablespoons of blues. Then you'll need about three gallons of alternative to carry you from Monday nights to Thursday morning. Now you need a reinforced bowl to handle a healthy dash of street beat on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. Alright, now in order to relax at week's end, stir in a cup of jazz on Fridays. For a little extra zest, whip in some gospel, oldies and the rock on the weekends. Now if that isn't enough for you, sprinkle award-winning news and sports as you please. WMUL is your perfect proportion dose of radio to keep you slim and trim throughout the year. WMUL has not been certified healthy by the Food and Drug Administration. But who cares? It's good radio. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Madawa. A grand jury has indicted the West Virginia man accused of shooting and killing three co-workers at a Maryland machine shop and then shooting and wounding a state trooper who was responding to the incident. Assistant State's Attorney Christine Remsburg says 23-year-old Joe Lewis Esquelve of Hedgesville, West Virginia, was indicted on June 29th in two separate criminal cases, including charges of murder, attempted murder, assault and use of a firearm, and a crime of violence. Authorities say Esquivel arrived on June 9th for his normal ship at Columbia Machine Inc. in the rural community of Smithsburg, then shot and killed three workers. He also shot and wounded a Maryland State Police officer before he was shot and wounded by a trooper. News outlets are reporting that several law enforcement authorities shot a man on a federal highway in West Virginia. Video of yesterday's shooting is circulating on social media. 
Authorities have not released any details or responded to requests for more information. The footage shows the man walking onto the four-lane freeway near the city of Beckley, holding what looks like a handgun. At least half a dozen law enforcement officers are in pursuit with their guns drawn. The man alternatively points the object in his hand at his head and raises it in the air several times before he is shot. Authorities say a woman sitting on a couch in her Ohio home on the 4th of July was killed when a bullet came through a wind, uh, her front window and struck her in the head. It's not clear who fired the shot or why, but Akron police say the bullet that hit 26-year-old Chelsea Jones may have come from more than 1,000 feet away and across Summit Lake. They say the shot may have been fired by someone celebrating the holiday, noting two 9mm bullet casings were found on a dock that can be seen from the house across the lake. Jones, the mother of two young daughters, had been watching television when she was shot. The Kentucky Teacher Hall of Fame at Western Kentucky University is accepting nominations for this year's class. The Hall of Fame was established in 2000 with a gift from Governor Louis B. Nunn. University says it recognizes educators from around the state who positively impact the teaching profession and their students. The induction ceremony will be in November. All nominations must be submitted by August 15th. More information is available at the Hall of Fame website. The West Virginia Department of Transportation says construction of a new bridge on Interstate 64 is on schedule to open to traffic this fall. The 1,400-foot Donald M. Legg Memorial Bridge is part of a project to replace the current bridge over the Kanawha River between Nitro and St. Albans. The bridge is part of a $225 million project to widen I-64 to six lanes. The agency says it includes replacing the existing bridge and five others between Nitro and U.S. 35. Cost of the bridge project is about $34.6 million. Construction of a second bridge at a cost of about $18 million is to start this fall and be finished by summer 2025. Coming up next, retailers scale back hiring as a worry about a slowdown grows. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. So all I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Welcome back to News Center 88, but a best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Madawa. James Can, the curly-haired tough guy known to movie fans as the hot-headed Sonny Corleone of The Godfather, and to television audiences as the dying football player and the classic weeper Brian Song, and the casino boss in Las Vegas, has died. 
He was 82. His manager, Matt Del, Paint, Del Piano, and, and said he died yesterday. Kane grew unhappy with filmmaking in the 1980s, but returned and introduced himself to a new generation, playing Walter, the workaholic stone-faced father of buddies Will Ferrell in Elf. He returned to full-fledged stardom opposite Kathy Bates in Misery in 1990. After going on a frenzy hiring spree for a year and a half to meet surging shopper demand, America's retailers are starting to temper their recruiting. The changing mindset comes as companies confront a pullback in consumer spending, the prospect of an economic downturn and surging labor costs. Some analysts suggest that merchants have also learned to do more with fewer workers. The nation's top employer, Walmart, said it recently overhired because of a COVID-related staffing shortage and then reduced its headcount through attrition. In April, Amazon said it, too, had decided that it had an excess amount of workers in its warehouses. Invasive giant African land snails that can eat building plaster in Stokoe consume hundreds of varieties of plants and carry diseases that affect humans have been detected once again in Florida, where officials say work has begun to eradicate the pests. The snails grow as long as 8 inches and have a distinctive world brown malted shell. Their presence was confirmed by state agricultural officials in Newport Ritchie on June 23rd. The location in Pasco County is just north of the Tampa Bay area. Florida has twice before eradicated the snails in other parts of the state, most recently a 10-year effort in Miami-Dade County that cost $23 million and ended in 2021. The Wisconsin Supreme Court's conservative majority has ruled that a transgender woman cannot change her name because she is on the state's sex offender registry, and the law does not allow people on the registry to change their names. The court's 4-3 decision today upholds the rulings of two lower courts, which rejected the woman's request to avoid registering as a sex offender and to change her name. She was required to register as a sex offender after sexually assaulting a disabled 14-year-old boy when she was 15. She is now 22. She entered the criminal justice system, identifying as male, and was ordered to re- register as a sex offender for 15 years. A federal court judge sentenced the former Trump supporter to three years probation for an email threat to kill Republican Ian Omar of Minnesota and three other congresswomen. 67-year-old David George Hannon of Sarasota, Florida, also must pay a $7,000 fine undergo mental and substance abuse treatment, and have no contact with the Democratic lawmakers. Hannon's daughter told the judge that her father felt like President Donald Trump told him to act out, and he now regrets being a Trump supporter. Hannon pleaded guilty in April to threatening a federal official. The judge noted Hannon's remorse, age, and health problems in deciding against a prison sentence. Coming up next, Supreme Court Justice Breyer has options as a retiree. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. 
Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Madawa. Stocks rose broadly in afternoon trading on Wall Street today and put major indexes on track for weekly gains. The S&P 500 rose 1.2%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 0.8%, and the Nasdaq rose 2%. Small company stocks outpaced the broader market in a signal that investors are confident about the economy. Energy stocks jumped along with oil prices, which reversed course from yesterday's big drop. The bond market, though, is still signaling worries about a potential recession. The yield on the two-year treasuries above the 10-year yield, a relatively rare thing seen by some investors as an ominous sign. Until last week when he swore in Justice Kenjaji Brown-Johnson, Jackson, his successor on the Supreme Court, Justice Stephen Breyer, had a rigorous, intellectually challenging job with the highest of stakes. Now the 83-year-old retiree has no briefs to read and no opinions to write. As a retired justice, Breyer can maintain an office at the Supreme Court if he wants to and also gets a clerk to help him. But like other retired justices, he also gets to chart his own path based on his personality and interests. Teaching, writing, and even continuing to being a judge are among the things he might do. Senate Democrats want to boost taxes on some high earners and use the money to extend the solvency of Medicare. It's the latest step in their attempt to craft a scaled-back version of the economic package that collapsed last year and then push it through Congress this summer. Democratic aides tell the Associated Press they expect to submit their Medicare plan to the chamber's parliamentary in the coming days. They've already done that with other provisions aimed at reducing prescription drug costs. It's the latest sign that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York and Democrat uh, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia are moving toward a compromise. Nearly two weeks after the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision was overturned, an abortion clinic in Shrevenport, Louisiana, is still providing abortions. But the Hope Medical Group for Women faces a looming court case tomorrow that could spell an end to that. Staff say confused patients are calling trying to get information about whether abortions are still being provided and what their options are. Nurse Nurse Charla Rochado says when the Supreme Court overturned Roe, she was shocked, but she's adamant that each day the clinic remains open and providing abortions is another person they can help. Immigrant advocates are hoping a federal appeals court will uphold an Obama-era program that prevents the deportation of thousands of immigrants brought into the United States as children. A federal judge in Texas last year declared the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program illegal although he agreed to leave the program intact for those already benefiting from it while his order is appealed. 
an attorney for the state of Texas who was leading an effort to end the Deferred Action for Children Arrivals program argued yesterday that the DACA recipients have cost the state hundreds of millions in health care and other costs. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russian-Ukraine war. Stay with us. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right, the dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. Joker, listen up, because I don't think you appreciate me. Just because you got a license don't mean you all that when it comes to driving. Let me give you a few tips so that we'll both live to see another day. First, seatbelt on. You're not evil can evil, you know, so buckle up. Hey, why aren't you letting that ambulance by? Pull over. Yeah, that's right. Big red sign, eight sides, four large letters in white, S-T-O-P. How about doing what you told for a change? And turn that music down. No need for it that loud. You better use that hands-free if you're going to talk. Otherwise, pull over. Now, why in the world aren't you using your signal? If you're turning, show it. Uh-oh, bad weather ahead. Those lights better be coming on soon. Not only is this smart, it's the law. Now, there's nothing more stupid and embarrassing than being pulled over for something stupid. See, those who say listen to your car really know what they're talking about. Brought to you by WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently, it is a mostly cloudy 87 degrees. Today, the high is 87 and the low is 69 degrees. Although the reports say a stray thunderstorm is possible tonight, there is currently only a 17% chance of rain, so it seems unlikely. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 89 and a low of 69 degrees. Tomorrow, there is a higher likelihood of rain and thunderstorms, especially in the evening, where the chance of rain is 78%. In the mornings, we're most likely to see clouds with scattered thunderstorms and showers, and these storms will have strong gusts of wind. Looking toward the weekend, on Saturday, the high will be 81 and the low will be 64 degrees. There will be rain showers early with overcast skies later in the day. Those will clear up in the late evening. On Sunday, the high will be 84 and the low will be 66 degrees. Sunday's forecast predicts Mr. Sunshine will be back all day, so look forward to that. Today's weather word of the day is forecast. A forecast is a prediction of coming events or conditions. Forecasts are commonly used in business and weather. Thank you, weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a mostly cloudy 87 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Rebecca Law. 
Thanks, Rebecca. And now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned Kyiv that it should quickly accept Moscow's terms or prepare for the worst, adding ominously that Russia has barely started its action. Speaking today at a meeting with the leaders of the Kremlin-controlled parliament, Putin accused Western allies of fueling the hostilities, charging that, quote, the West wants to fight us until the last Ukrainian, unquote. He added menacingly that, quote, largely speaking, we haven't even started, uh, haven't even yet started anything in earnest, unquote. He declared that Russia remains ready to sit down for talks to end the fighting, adding that, quote, those who refuse to do so should know that the longer it lasts, the more difficult it will be for them to make a deal with us, unquote. The Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service has asked the Treasury Department's Inspector General to immediately review the circumstances surrounding intensive tax audits that targeted ex-FBI Director James Comey and ex-Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. Both men were frequent targets of President Donald Trump's anger. IRS spokesperson Jody Reynolds says today that the IRS Commissioner Charles Rettig had personally reached out to the Treasury Inspector General for tax administration. The probe comes a day after the New York Times reported that Comey and McCabe were subjugated to rare IRS audits of their tax returns. The newspaper said Comey was informed of the audit in 2019, and McCabe learned he was under scrutiny in 2021. WNBA star Brittany Griner pleaded guilty to drug possession charges on the second day of her trial in a Russian court in a case that could see her sentenced up to 10 years in prison. Her abrupt guilty plea came amid a growing chorus of calls for Washington to do more to secure her freedom nearly five months after her arrest amid rising tensions between the U.S. and Russia over Ukraine. A senior Russian diplomat said earlier today that no action could be taken by Moscow on Griner until the trial was over. Griner was detailed out of Moscow airport while returning to play basketball in Russia. Police say they found vape canisters containing cannabis oil in her luggage. Coming up next, Wither the Woodpeckers? Stay tuned. Meister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, it's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. 
worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joint Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. And finally today on New Center 88, to a large degree, modern blockbuster movie-making has depended on the appeasement of fans to keep franchise juggernauts smoothly humming. But in making Thor Love and Thunder, Takiya Watita had no interest in that. He approached the film from the opposite direction. What would actually make fans angry? Love was Watita's answer. And it's not the only thing why he disrupts the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the Thor sequel in Love and Thunder, there are things that usually never enter the MCU, like kids and cancer. It's scruffy, unruly, and surprisingly human-scaled. Manly valor is mostly a joke, and it's undeniably the work of Watita. Calling all woodpeckers. Federal officials are trying to get a big count on the number of ivory-billed woodpeckers around. Some say they believe the number is zero because they're extinct. Before making that official, though, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service wants to see if that's really so. It will allow another six months to check. The ivory-billed woodpecker is among 23 animals the agency will declare extinct unless it learns otherwise. It was an animal rescue center. But in this case... It was the animals that needed rescuing. Authorities in Mexico City took 177 lions, tigers, jaguars, and other big cats from an animal center in the city. Officials say the felines were among 202 beasts removed. Other creatures relocated, including monkeys, dogs, donkeys, and coyotes. Officials stepped in to get the animals after images of thin, distressed, and injured lions were put on social media. Meanwhile, Efforts are afoot to find new suitable homes for the animals. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to turn in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news for Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nick Madawa, Rebecca Law, Zane Bowles, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Haley Mannon, and your thought of the day is, a smile is an inexpensive way to change your looks. Charles Gordy.